back to building. Yeah. All right, I'll speak now. Good morning, everyone. Today we are starting chapter four, which is on page. Thank you. Page thirty-seven at the top. Okay, I say we're on chapter three, which discusses the different types of animals that are brought as carbonate, corresponding to the different uh, general categories of animal souls that people have, and the importance of getting to know the makeup, spiritual makeup, and tendencies of your own animal soul in order so that you can speak to it in a way that it actually responds to and get it on board to serving our friend. What's your name? Sophia. Sophia. Have I met you? No. No, okay. What's your Good name? Good morning, Esther. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, okay. So today we're starting chapter four. Chapter four is taking, um, again, the verse to an even deeper level. Because as we said, chapter two basically answered the original question, and now we're just taking it deeper and deeper. And today we're going to be dealing with the question that I mentioned last class, which is, what are you supposed to do when you don't feel inspiration? And you need that inspiration in order to get the process started, right? The Avodat Hashem that we are detailing here is real hard work. It's, um, it's transformational work, and it's very, very tedious, arduous, and difficult. And so sometimes we need motivation in order to do hard things. And as we discussed until now, the limitation of being inspired, of having of Hashem shining His light on us, one, that it doesn't affect us permanently unless we do something with it. But two, it's up to Hashem, right? As we said, there's moods up in heaven, right? As the Rebbe responded to someone who wrote in a letter, why is my service of Hashem so temperamental? And the Rebbe said, because up on high, there are spiritual moods. So we are, so to speak, um, the, the, the disadvantage, the second disadvantage of Isra Siddhala is that we have to wait for this Isra Siddhala And it, sometimes we need motivation and the motivation isn't coming. So we're going to be discussing today how Adam Kiyakrut Mikem, Korban Lashem, the Adam that we're referring to here can also be interpreted as Torah learning, as we're going to see inside. That Adam, we said, why is Adam called Adam? Because he's made in the image of God. God expresses himself through the 10 Sfirot and through the 348, um, we'll, get, we'll get into that, but through the 10 Sfirot, which is the same makeup of the divine soul. That's why it's called Adam. It's referring to Adam Halyon. Here in this chapter, the author is going to say that Adam is referring to the Torah because the Torah is also made in the image, so to speak, of God. And it's also an expression through which Hashem expresses himself to the world. It's a medium through which Hashem expresses himself to the world. There are 248 positive commandments and 365 negative commandments, which correspond to the spiritual, to, to actually the physical 365 sinews and 248 organs of a person. So we're also... So the Torah, and it's also corresponding to the spiritual 248 organs of Hashem and 365 sinews, so to speak, and ligaments, whatever like, that exactly means, um, of Hashem up on high. So we're going to see that through us learning Torah, we're actually able to trigger in Esrusa de la'ela because Torah is made up in the same image and in the same format. It's an expression through which Hashem expresses His light through the Torah into the world, and the godly soul mirrors this. But again, every inspiration from on high, even if we trigger it from down here, still has the limitation that it's inspiring our godly soul. But sometimes we need our godly soul to get inspired in order to influence our animal soul. And so the argument of this chapter is that we can trigger, we can initiate Hashem to respond with an, with a, an arousal from above through learning Torah and doing mitzvahs, but specifically through learning Torah. And so... That's basically the message of this mimer, and we're going to see how the Alter Rebbe weaves this message through different verses from Shir Hashirim and from 
from different places in Tanakh. So we'll see how, how the, the Alter Rebbe gives over this message. So let's go inside. We're going back to the verse from Shirashim that we've already discussed until now. We discussed it in this Maimar. I think we might have also discussed it in the previous Maimar as well. The verse of Mashcheni Acharecha Nerutza Havieni Hamelechadar. Does everyone hear me? Like, I could try to speak even louder, but um, let me see if I can speak even louder than that. <laughs> I'm not sure. I could yell, but okay. What are they building this time? Like, anyway. They're like welding and like putting metal Right outside? Yeah. yeah. Great. Right. Amazing. Yeah. All right. So, and it, th- this finishes with That means, pull me up, and after you we will run. And then the continuation of the verse, which is not brought right here, but it'll be brought in a few moments, is, the king has brought me into his chambers. So, as we mentioned before, Mashcheni is singular, pull me up. Acharecha narutza is plural, after you, we will run. And we explained that the difference from singular to plural is that we're saying inspire me, which only inspires the singular, only inspires the godly soul. And we're going to take that inspiration and run after you with both of our souls, our animal soul and our godly soul, which is why it switches to plural, to narutza. So let's see that inside. Um, if someone misses a word, just tell me I can repeat it, okay? Um, okay. So this is the meaning of saying of the verse, Hashem, please pull me up and we shall run after you. Pull me up is singular. Who is Sarusa Dila'ela? This is referring to the, we're us requesting from Hashem an inspiration from above. To awaken the natural love that exists in the godly soul. So we are asking Hashem, please inspire me so that my godly soul's hidden love can be brought forth and so that I can experience it. So Mashcheni is in singular because we're asked, because we know anytime we have an arousal from above, it only influences the godly soul. And through this inspiration, the godly soul then brings a refinement and a clarity to the animal soul as well as we described above. This is the second half of the verse, which says, after you we will run Lashon Rabim, which is plural, with both of our desires, with the desires of the godly soul, the desires of the animal soul. So the first stage is that Hashem awakens the divine soul. This is referred to as pull me up, with me referring to the divine soul, which is pulled up, by Hashem from his own initiative. This we've already discussed. The second stage is that we use the awakening in our divine soul to refine our coarse nature and refine, awaken our animal soul to love Hashem. This is the we will run after you, the plural. Okay? Now we're going to skip this next quote. It's another quote from Shira Shirim, bringing this idea that we first arouse the love for Hashem in our mind and then our hearts. We're going to skip that. And we're going to go to page 39 at the top. The Acharkach, and afterwards the continuation of this very same Pasuk in Shir Hashir, Mashcheni Acharecha Narutza, then it says, Neymar, it says, Heviyani, Heviyani, Hamelech Chadarav. The king has brought me into his chambers. So it switches to past tense. The king has brought me in the past. And it switches again to singular, brought me, not brought us. So what's the message here? Lashon Yachid. Now the second verse switches again to singular. Because his 
chamber is referring to the six orders of the Mishnah. When we say that Hashem brought us into his chambers, the Kabbalistic spiritual meaning of what does it mean Hashem brought us into his chambers is that he brought us into the six orders of the Mishnah. He brought us into the... That was like a moment of silence. That was beautiful. Uh, um, that he brought us into his chambers. He brought us into the Torah. And we'll see what that means in a minute. Why is Chadarav? How do we understand Kabbalistically, according to Chassidus, that when it says that the king brought us into his chamber, it's referring to Torah? Because it says, Shein b'chinot chesed gvura tiferet. Torah is made up of chesed gvura and tiferet. Tiferet is also rachamim. And so if you break up the word cheder, that Hashem brought us into his cheder, ulala, we can see chesed din rachamim. The word cheder is an acronym for chesed, leniency, kindness, din, strictness or justness, and rachamim, mercy and compassion. This is the acronym for the chamber that Hashem has brought us into. Because from this cheder, from the Torah, we get the concepts of kosher and non-kosher. When, some, when a rabbi says kosher, when we read the text, the Torah says it's kosher, that's chesed. When it says it's pasul, it's not kosher, then it's din, it's strictness. Tameh v'tahor, purity and impurity, chayav v'zakai, condemned or vindicated. The Torah sometimes expresses itself through chesed, sometimes through justice, and sometimes a mix of both rachamim. So when we say that Hashem brought us into his chamber, Wow. Okay. <laughs> now I should like put my tone down. When we say that Hashem brought us into his chamber, we're referring to that Hashem brought us in, initiated us into the Torah, into Torah learning, which is represented by the word cheder, chesed din rachamim. So what does this mean? Vehevieni l'shon avar. It says Hashem haviani. He brought me in the past into this chamber. He brought me in the past into this immersion of Torah. When did this happen? When in our path were we immersed completely in the Torah? In the womb. At our Sinai. And in the womb, every single one of us, when we were in our mother's womb, we were learning Torah all the time. Dahainu, as we know, Kamamar, the saying, page 40 at the top, Razal, our sages in the Gemara say, from Nida, when a baby is in its mother's womb, it is taught the entire Torah. So when we say that Hashem brought us in the past tense into cheder, into his chamber, which represents the Torah, we're referring to that Hashem brought us into the Torah when we were still in our mother's womb. So when a Jew is born, he has already been brought into the chambers of the Torah. When a Jew in this world learns Torah, he is only returning to a spiritual place that he was previously in. And this is why the past tense is used. And the importance and the relevance of this here is that when we learn Torah, we are able to arouse ourselves to an excitement because that excitement, that connection has always been there. We just have to bring it forth. That piece of Torah that we're learning, we've learned already. And so when we learn that, we're putting ourselves back, so to speak, in that place. And we're able to have Hashem shine as inspiration onto us. So when, um, so this is referring to when the soul is still in a spiritual state of pregnancy above. So the altar over here is understanding this verse from the Gemara, not literally, that literally the physical fetus is learning Torah in the womb, but rather spiritually. Although there are, there are um, literal interpretations of this as well. But for this context, what's happening spiritually, our soul, as it's going through a gestational period, which corresponds to the physical gestational period of the, of the body of the soul, 
it learns Torah up on high and it's introduced to the entire Torah and it goes through a process of descending through all of the spiritual worlds and learning Torah on all of the different levels that it exists. So the Alter Rebbe here is interpreting the statement of our sages that a fetus is in its mother's womb, learning Torah is not taken in the physical sense. It is referring to the divine soul in the spiritual level called its mother's womb. This is a level where souls develop from a completely spiritual existence that has no connection to physicality at all to a lower level of spirituality that is able to enter a physical body. So just as the baby goes through a process of becoming a baby, becoming a human being before it's born, the soul goes through a process as well so that it can fit into that physical body eventually. So it goes through a process of descent and it takes nine months to do this. And that's why somebody who's born extra late or somebody who's born extra early, there's a relevance. Like it says that Moshe Rabbeinu, his mother was only pregnant with him for six months because he had a much more spiritual avoda. That's why he didn't have to go through the whole physical process. He had a much spiritual avoda in this world. And it says about Elijah the prophet, I, I don't know how this makes sense physically, but that his mother was pregnant with him for 12 months, which means that his soul had to go through a real, real refinement process. And his avoda was through the body, which is why it says that Elijah, when he died, his body was so purified and transformed that he went up to heaven with his body what it says that he went up enough with with a fire yeah and that his body went back up to heaven um so so the amount of time that the soul spends um in a spiritual gestation is the is the amount of time it takes to get lower and lower and lower so it can fit into the physical body um so it is the divine soul that learned the entire Torah during its spiritual gestation process in the spiritual realm notice it is not the animal soul okay so when we want to Went, want to get ourselves inspired and want to trigger this arousal from above, we can do it through Torah, but only to our godly soul because our godly soul knows the whole Torah, knew the whole Torah. So when we learn a passage of Torah, it takes us back to that spiritual place and it has Hashem shine his light onto us and it can bring us an inspiration, but again, only to the, the godly soul. So from this power of Torah learning, the power afterwards comes, gets drawn down, that Hashem's light should shine specifically on him. So usually it depends on Hashem. He wants to bring you close for whatever reason, or there's an auspicious time, an entraxon, so Hashem's light shines onto your godly soul. But if you want to trigger this shining, you can do that through Torah learning. Um, and to arouse within us the power to love Hashem, to fear Hashem on the level where we are pulled up, where we are inspired. And this is because because in the past we were brought into the king's chamber. In the past we learned the entire Torah. And so when we learn Torah now, we are taking ourselves back to that spiritual place close to Hashem. And then we can have Hashem shine his inspiration down into our godly soul. So the, the Altarab explains the fact that the divine soul originally learned Torah above gives it the power to become inspired with a love for Hashem, even as it lives in the physical world. This is because the Torah comes from the highest level, from Hashem's essential will and wisdom. When the divine soul learned the Torah above in the world of Atzilut, this essential level of Hashem's will and wisdom became engraved into the very essence of the divine soul. Even after it descended into a physical body, this connection to Hashem's essential will and wisdom remains engraved in it. So if we tap into that place that exists already within our godly soul, we can feel closer to Hashem and we can get this inspiration. For this reason, when one learns Torah here below, his divine soul reconnects to the highest level of Torah as it is in its original source in Hashem's essential will and wisdom. 
when that reconnection happens and the divine soul remembers that it comes from the highest possible level of connection to Hashem, this ignites a deep yearning to consciously and fully return to that ultimate closeness and connection to Hashem. So it takes that love of Hashem that exists usually in a hidden state in the godly soul and it brings it forth in the revealed way when we learn Torah. Now, in order to draw down this inspiration that we triggered, we triggered Hashem to then turn to us and shine His light down onto us. This inspiration that's called in this mimer Adam Kiyakriv, when God brings Himself close, who al We can trigger this, we can initiate this process through involving ourselves in Torah learning. Because it's also made in the image of man, it's also in the same format of man. Ramach Pikudim, the 248. Um, the 248 positive commandments, which correspond to the 248 organs, the shasa and the six, 365 negative commandments, which are corresponding to the 365 um, sinews of the body. So the Torah expresses itself through a medium, the same medium that Hashem expresses itself, which is the medium, the spiritual makeup of man, 248 organs, 365 limbs. So since the mitzvahs and the Torah that explain the mitzvahs correspond to Adam, when we learn the Torah, we bring Hashem down into the level of Adam, into the 10 spirit, so that he can be revealed into us. And therefore, through involving ourselves in Torah learning, we can, draw our, we, can, we can elevate ourselves, we can draw down this level so we can then bring our, our divine soul close, so that we can then feel inspired. So now we're interpreting it as a little bit differently here. Adam, when a Jew learns Torah, which is called Adam, since it has 248 action mitzvahs and 365 refraining mitzvahs, like the limbs and sinews of a person, Adam, then Kiyakriv, he Hashem, will bring close to himself your divine soul. So it's interpreted slightly differently. When you learn Torah, Adam Kiyakriv, when you bring yourself close, when you, when you initiate this level called Adam, Kiyakriv, Hashem will bring himself close. Hashem will respond with an initiation from on high. So it says the only true... Okay, so before we get into this, um, this is a bit of a lofty idea. Are we following pretty much so far? Yeah? Okay. So now we're going to bring Psukim from Tehillim, etc. To, and from Ishaya, to further understand this idea that by through learning Torah... We bring ourselves spiritually close to Hashem and we trigger this arousal and this inspiration from up on high, which then influences and brings forth the natural love that we have for Hashem that's usually hidden. It brings it forth from a concealed state to a revealed state. I have a quick question. Does this sure. have any connection to do with, like, like is it saying, like, simply just to sit down and just start reading Torah, like you're already connecting, like it's not about the comprehension aspect of it? That's a good question. I don't think here it's speaking about, I think that it's speaking about immersing yourself in Torah, whether that means speaking Torah or learning it, from what I understand. It's a very good question. Um, although the Tanya does go on to say that when you learn Torah with your mind, it becomes yeah. really part of you. Um, but there is also a very much a power of saying the words. Usually the distinction is between Torah Shabal Peh and Torah Shabit Ksav. Mm. Torah Shabit Ksav is so holy that even just by saying the words, you're connecting mm. to something higher. Yeah. Torah Shabal Peh has descended to a level that in order to really connect to it, you need to, you need to understand it intellectually. So um, 
that's usually where the differentiation lies. So I think saying Sukim of Tanakh and reading Tehillim, that's already doing something spiritual. Yeah. Based on what I've based on what I understand so far from this. So as we see, we say this verse every single day in Ashrei, or Kumash Katov, as is written in Tehillim, Karov Hashem Lechol Koraav, Lechol Asher Yikrauhu Veemet. That Hashem is close to all those who call out to him, to all those who call out to him in truth. Right? We say that every single day in Ashrei. So Rashi asks a question on this verse. He says, what do you mean? First it says, Hashem is close to all those who call him. And then it says, he's only close to those who call him in truth. So first of all, he explains that the only truth that exists is, what's the only truth that exists? Torah. Torah. Hashem and Torah. So when we call out to Hashem through Torah, that's when Hashem becomes close to us. So it's not enough to just call out to Hashem. It's not enough to just want a relationship with Hashem. Karov Hashem l'chol karav. Hashem is close to all those who call out to Him. But not just everyone who feels in their heart a desire to have a relationship with Hashem. But those who actually take the action of connecting to Hashem by calling out to Hashem through learning the Torah. That's how Hashem gets close to us. So when we learn Torah, we have Hashem shine His spiritual light into our godly soul and reveal this innate love and desire that we have for Hashem. So the ain emet ela Torah. There is no... There is no truth other than Torah. So those who call out to Hashem in truth through Torah, they are the ones who are going to be close to Hashem. It's not enough to just call out to Hashem and desire a relationship. You have to take the steps to actually mirror Hashem and learn the Torah. So the only true effective way to call to Hashem, to come down to us, is through Torah study as explained above. And by the way, we should just remember that this is almost the catch of Torah learning. The Torah learning is very inspirational, but it's inspirational because it's drawing down Hashem's light into our godly soul. And so it's not enough to just be happy with learning Torah and getting inspired. We have to then, again, the whole message of the mind, take that inspiration that comes, that's either triggered through the Torah learning or that comes from an auspicious time, and change ourselves and change our animal soul in the process. So we see this also regarding immersing ourselves in Torah. It says in Yeshaya, If he holds on tight, to my source of strength, he will give me peace and uh, shalom yaseli, he will give me peace. It says peace twice and it also says that there's no peace other than Torah. In emet el there's no truth other than Torah and in shalom el there's no peace except for Torah. And we know in other places in Chassidus, it, it, um, and we learned the mimer of Pada B'Shalom. For those who were here, we learned uh, a Pada B'Shalom mimer. Shalom refers to Torah learning because it's a peaceful process because our godly soul recognizes it, it's learned the whole Torah before and it, it initiates this, this, this um, awakening from above that then shines forth in our heart. It's a peaceful process as opposed to prayer, which is called a, a krav, a challenge, a battle, um, because that's a lot more difficult. So Shalom, when we refer to peace, we are referring to Torah Learning. Base Pamim Shalom. Why does it say Shalom twice? Because it's referring to it's referring to what it says in Yeshaya. Shalom Shalom. Why does it say Shalom twice? To those who are far and to those who are close. Shalom Shalom Torah has the power to inspire those who are close, who are already inspired, who are already in an auspicious time and that they're getting inspired by God's instructions. But it also has the power Shalom Lorachok. That we can bring peace to those who are far. If somebody is not feeling inspired, if somebody is not feeling motivated, he can learn Torah and that will cause, that will trigger Hashem's light to shine into his godly soul so that he is then motivated 
to serve Hashem fully. So a king has two types of enjoyment. This is a different, this is an explanation from a different mimer explaining this verse of Shalom, Shalom, L'Rachok V'Lakav. One is from when his subjects fulfill his commands. The second is when he has a son who traveled far away and his son returns to him. This creates a much greater enjoyment than the fact that his commands are fulfilled. This is an analogy for two types of enjoyment that Hashem has. One is from the Jewish people fulfilling the mitzvahs. This is called enjoyment of Hashem from those who are close. The second is from the Jew that has sinned and now returns to Hashem through Teshuvah. This is the enjoyment that Hashem has from those that are far. This enjoyment of Hashem is much greater than his enjoyment from those that are close. So this is an explanation from a different mimer on the same verse. But let's take it to the context of this mimer. Shalom, shalom, l'rachok v'lakarov. That shalom, that Torah, which represents peace, which is the ultimate peace, brings those close who are already close, who are already inspired. But it also has the power to bring those close who are not inspired so that they can feel inspired because it, it's, it initiates and it triggers a process where Hashem shines his light into the godly soul. Mekevan sheken. And so this is so nimshach mizeh. It's drawn down from this gamken bechinet shalom de l'rachok. The level of peace that comes from being far, that he should be brought close. So even somebody who feels far, who is not currently experiencing an inspiration from Hashem, can be brought close to Hashem. How? Through learning Torah. So this is a new meaning, so to speak, a deeper level of the message of Adam Kiyakrev Mikem. That Vizel, it says, okay, so now, okay. What we finished on page 44 is an explanation. And now we're going to go to another level, which I think we'll, we'll basically we'll start tomorrow. But I'll just, I'll just sum up what we said so far. Because we're going to take it to an even deeper level um, of this pasuk to end off chapter 4. And then chapter 5, we're going to um, discuss the process of Pesach, Shab- um, Spirit, Omar, and Shavuot. How we see this process play out in the time that we find ourselves in right now. So just to recap, because 45 is going to actually take us to a new... Uh, not a completely new, but a little bit more of a twist of this verse, that Adam Kiyakriv Mikem Korban Lashem Korbanchem, the first basic understanding is, not so basic, but the first understanding that we learned was that Adam is referring to Adam HaOlyon Hashem on high, when he inspires us, Kiyakriv, to bring us close, when he brings our godly soul singular close, we respond with working hard to bring our animal soul on board, Takrivot Korbanchem, sacrificing our animal soul and our godly soul together to work together to serve Hashem. Then we said, but what about somebody who needs inspiration to get this process going? What if right now Adam Helion is not shining his light into our godly soul? It doesn't happen all the time. If it happened all the time, we would be in a constant state of love for Hashem because that process of Hashem shining his light into our soul is a process of bringing forth the hidden love that our godly soul has. We don't feel that all the time. It's dependent on auspicious times, on flashes of inspiration. So what about somebody who is not experiencing Adam Kiyakriv Mikem right now? What if right now he's not experiencing an, an inspiration and his, he doesn't feel his godly soul? His godly soul is completely hidden from him and he doesn't feel this hidden love of Hashem. But he wants to serve Hashem. He wants to do the right thing, but he needs motivation. Then we said, that's the next interpretation. Adam Kiyakriv Mikem. Adam is referring to Torah, because Torah is made up also in the image of man. 365 negative commandments, 248 positive commandments, corresponding to the organs, sinews, limbs of a human body. When we learn Torah, we take ourselves back to that original source that our godly self, soul found itself in, when it was immersed in Torah up on high. And when that happens, we connect to that part of us that is close to Hashem up on high, and then Hashem is able to shine His light, 
and our godly soul's love and desire for Hashem is brought forth. So we can trigger the Yisrusa de la'ela, so that we can then respond again with takrivo et karvan chem, with taking that inspiration and bringing it into service. So this is something that we really truly see. When we learn Torah, we get inspired, right? There are many people who come, who decide to come sometimes to my note because, you know, even if they've been learning before, or they're totally religious, they live around the corner, they say, I want to come to some classes because I want to feel that inspiration. Torah learning has that power. Torah learning has that power to inspire us, but only to inspire our godly soul, to, get, to awaken that natural love in the godly soul and to feel it. But then our job again it's not, there's no easy way out of this. We then need to take that inspiration, even if we triggered it through Torah learning, and we need to put it to work to get the animal soul on board. So this is in answer to that question of can we motivate ourselves? Can we have this inspiration on our own? And what if I don't feel motivated? So the answer is you don't feel motivated to serve Hashem right now. It feels too hard. It feels too difficult. Go learn Torah. Because when you learn Torah, you are taking your godly soul back to that original place where it was one with the Torah, was one with Hashem. And that allows Hashem's light to automatically shine into your godly soul. Even if right now is not an Etrat Son, even if right now is not the time Hashem desired to bring you close, you will feel that inspiration, you'll feel that love of Hashem. And then you can take that to do the hard, consistent work of, of being an Ovid of Elohim, of bringing the animal soul on board. Any questions or comments on what we learned so far? No? Is it? Yeah. I can follow. You said Moshe, his mother was saying in six months? Yes. Then you said some of Eliyahu, Elijah the prophet. Because it's, it's brought down in the Gemara that his mother was pregnant with him for 12 months. And so it just caused... For a year. For a year. For a year. Um, I don't know how that's possible, but that is what it's brought down. And so it's just referring to the fact that each soul has a different um, spiritual descent down into this world, depending on what its service is. Because Moshe was really not in touch with the physical world, he didn't have any physical sense of, in, of even his own self, he didn't need so much time for his godly soul to come down into his body. Elijah's entire, this is a complete side one, by the way, but it's just interesting. Um, Elijah's whole service of Hashem was specifically to refine his body. And he refined his body so much to the point that his body actually ascended with him when he died to Hashem. Um, so he needed a longer process. We, our process takes give or take nine months for the soul to go all the way from being to being a completely spiritual entity to being fitting and ready to fit itself and express itself into a limited spiritual body but that's why some people always say like when women go over their due date and everyone's getting more worried they're like no it gets to learn more Torah right um, it's, it's and I was reading there's some sources it's not Chabad sources at all but it was saying like don't induce early because Hush, you know, your, your soul has a specific amount of time that it needs to be, you know, it's all planned out, don't let it happen. And I was like, okay, that's, that's a bit fear-mongering and stuff. But, but this is corresponding to the spiritual process that our soul takes during the same time that our physical body takes the process of becoming, of becoming a person. So, okay, we'll, continue, we'll finish chapter four tomorrow, taking it to a little bit of an, an even deeper level with this idea of Torah learning. And, um, okay. Again, I'm sorry for coming late today.